demolished a passing hen. I'm sorry, Florence, dearest, but please call me Wedgie. I shall not. I disapprove of diminutives. It's just over-familiarity. But when we are married, will you call me Wedgie then? I shall do no such thing. Reginald is a fine name, the sort of name you expect to find attached to a high court judge or a member of parliament. Whereas Reggie puts one in mind of those fellows who go from door to door selling toothbrushes. If you say so, light of my life, with regard to the rapidity of our motion, I am merely impatient for us to reach Bassidon Hamble, so you may become acquainted with my aunt. She being the aged relative who raised you, I take it. One of them. In my youth, I was passed from aunt to aunt like a game of pass the parcel, where the parcel is making a suspicious ticking noise. Aunt Ligeia is the latest entry in a long line of aged females who have clasped me to the maternal bosom. And I am to be vetted for her approval. Oh no, Queen of my heart. I'm sure she'll consider you just the ticket. She's always honoured me to find a nice, well-educated girl with which to tie the proverbial knot. Mm, I dare say she holds the same low opinion of you that I do, Reginald. What's that? My reason for living? You need taking in hand, Reginald. You need to be moulded. What you need is a firm hand on the tiller. Then and only then might you be steered towards taking a useful place in society. You are both of one mind, my dear. My aunt has often expressed the same heartfelt wish. Speaking of which, here we are. The ancestral seat. Welcome to Bassett Hall. What a magnificent pile. Good afternoon, sir. Ah, Grenville, this is Florence, my dearly betrothed, of whom you have heard much glowing talk hitherto. Florence, this is Grenville, my valet. Delighted to make your acquaintance, my lady. Sir, Lady Bassett has asked me to inform you that she is keen to meet you both at your earliest possible convenience. Well, in that case, have our cases taken up to our room, Grenville. We shall call on the beloved matriarch post-haste. Your ladyship, your nephew Reginald and Miss Florence Wickham. What hell? Stick the fatted calf in the pot. It's your favourite nephew, fresh from the matrop. So, Reginald, have you found a suitable match? Oh, I should say so. Florence here is an absolute corker. Just the sort of girl you said I should find. In the first blush of womanhood, head packed with brains and liberally endowed with oomph. Bring her forward so that I might see her. I am delighted to meet you, Lady Bassett. Your nephew speaks very highly of you. He has spoken very highly of you, too. Yes, Reginald. 
the girl is suitable. Grenville may begin the procedure. Very good, my lady. Procedure? Oh, what procedure? Oh! Oh! What are you doing? The procedure has been completed, Your Ladyship. How do you find your new body? Oh. <laughs> I find it most agreeable. <laughs> For goodness sake, Mabel, what do you think you are doing? Making his lordship breakfast, sir. And you think his lordship prefers his kippers to be cremated? What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't bother apologising to me, girl. Prepare two more kippers whilst I go and scatter the remains of these in accordance with their relatives' wishes. Yes, Mr Meadows, sir. And make his lordship a fresh pot of tea. By the time you've got the kippers done, this one will have gone cold. Yes, sir. Sir, about his lordship and his ladyship, do you think they really are a lord and lady? Only they don't act like a married couple. It is not for us to speculate on the nature of their relationship. Our place is to serve, and don't you forget it. No, Mr Meadows, sir. Uh, that will be his lordship now. Hurry up with those kippers, girl. You did what? I told you. I linked the randomizer to the TARDIS guidance systems and left it on automatic in a low oven. So now the TARDIS is flitting randomly throughout time and space? Yes, until the Black Guardian gets tired of chasing it and then it will return to us here in London, eventually. Eventually? Oh, after it's visited a thousand worlds or so, it shouldn't take more than a couple of weeks, a month at the most. And in the meantime, Doctor, we're stuck here on Earth. And what about the dog? He's still in the TARDIS. Oh, he'll be in his element. I left the scanner open so he can look outside, and if he gets bored, he can always look things up in the data bank. He likes that. Aren't you forgetting something? What if the Black Guardian manages to locate us while the TARDIS is away? Ah, that's why I'm building this. Which is? It's an etheric field disturbance detector. Huh? It detects disturbances in the etheric field. Ah, and does it work? Not yet, but it will do when it's finished. Then the Black Guardian won't be able to sneak up on us without our knowing about it. <laughs> I can't help thinking it might have been more logical to finish building the detector before sending the TARDIS off on a wild goose chase. Yes, I suppose it would now you come to mention it. Oh, well. Hello? Yes? Your breakfast, Your Lordship. Breakfast? Ah, yes. Put it on the table over there, would you? No. On second thoughts, I'm not hungry anymore. Could you take it away again? As you wish, my lord. Mm, now then, where was I? But what you've done, it's simply monstrous. Walking around in my fiancé's body without so much as a by your leave. I had no alternative. My old body was close to death. Yes, that's all very well and good, but it doesn't mean you can go around taking other people's bodies. I insist you return to your old body at once. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't. Nothing of that form remains, save for a shriveled husk. Clear it away, could you, Grenville? Very good, my lady. And Grenville, erase all of Reginald's memories of Florence Wickham. Very good, my lady. My memories? I say, it'll take more than a few flashing lights to make me forget... 
Sorry, what was I talking about? We were discussing your future, Reginald. Were we? Sorry, but who are you? I am your aunt, Reginald. Your aunt Florence. Oh, of course, of course. Must have just drifted away there. Indeed. Reginald, I feel it is time you settled down. Settled down? A man of your age, breeding and prospects, has no excuse for not being married. You must find yourself a wife. Well, if you say so, Auntie. I do say so, Reginald. You need a strong, self-reliant and sensible girl to help you realize your potential. She must be young, attractive, and most of all, she must be intelligent. Right you are. But isn't there also the small matter of Cupid firing his little dart? Don't give me any of that nonsense. We must have fresh blood in order to continue the family line. Now get yourself to London, find a suitable girl, and bring her back to Bassett Hall. But, but, but Auntie, no I... No buts, Reggie. Grenville will assist you, won't you, Grenville? I should be delighted, my lady. Now go, Reginald, and don't you dare come back empty-handed. But of all the places in the galaxy, why choose here? Why? What's wrong with Earth? Oh, nothing. It's harmless. If a little primitive. Primitive? Well, yes. They've only just worked out general relativity. They're barely one step up from banging rocks together. I'd have you know this is one of the three great periods in Earth history. The Roaring Twenties. A time of Gershwin, F. Scott Fitzgerald, of Hemingway. Ah, a time of flappers and men in spats of diamonds as big as the Ritz. So that's why you chose this time zone. Well, well, no. It was a complete accident. But I don't know what you're complaining about. I found us a nice house, didn't I? Yes, I, I just wish we'd landed on a more stimulating world. More stimul... You've barely given it a chance. You should get out there, see the sights, enjoy some of the local culture. While you stay here trying to get that machine to work? Well, I'm hardly going to get it to work if I go out with you, am I, Romana? I suppose I could always immerse myself in the scientific literature of this age. That might while away the afternoon. Yes, that's the spirit copy, DM. I'll just pop down to one of the bookshops in Bloomsbury... I shouldn't be longer than half an hour. Sonic screwdriver, sonic screwdriver. I said I'll... I know, I put it down somewhere. Oh, never mind. Goodbye, Doctor. Ah, there you are. Now, just a matter of calibrating the temporal anomalizer. Yes, ma'am, can I help you? I'm looking for any publications relating to recent mathematical and scientific developments. Was there anything in particular you were interested in? Oh, you know, set theory, quantum theory, the photoelectric effect, that sort of thing. I'll take a look in the back. I say, that's a bit of a coincidence. What? What is? You coming in here, asking about books on the photojigamy effect, when that's precisely what I was looking for too. Really? You don't strike me as the scientific type. Oh, yes. I'm a sucker for all things sciencey. The more advanced, the better, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not every day a chap comes across a pretty girl who's interested in quantum theory. Quantum theory. That, too. It relates to the behaviour of subatomic particles. Oh, I know. Fascinating little chaps, aren't they? I was wondering in particular what conclusions have been drawn from the photoelectric effect with regard to particle wave duality. Oh, that. Yes, one old business, isn't it? Been exercising the grey matter about it myself, actually. And have you come to any conclusions? Not conclusions as such. But I tell you what, 
I'd love to discuss it with you over a spot of lunch, if you're willing. Hmm. I suppose I have nothing better to do, uh, Mr... Uh... Comely Bassett, at your service. But you can call me Reginald, or Reggie, if time is short. Pleased to meet you. My name's Romana. Romana? Is that short for something? It's funny you should mention that. Oh, I managed to find these books for you. Oh, she's gone. Girls today. And finished. Well done, Doctor. Rather a good job of work there, even if I do say so myself. I think you deserve a cup of tea, gunpowder green, I think. Ah, there's only one thing left to do, and that's to switch it on. Hello? What's that? Someone's operating alien technology on Earth. I must triangulate the signal. Romana! Romana! Where's that girl wandered off to? Oh, wait. She's off sightseeing, but I need someone to ask questions. You rang, my lord? Yes, I... Mary, isn't it? Mabel, sir. I thought so. I wonder, Mabel, would you care to go on a little excursion with me? Oh, um... I wouldn't know about that, sir. Uh, I'm not sure Mr Meadows would approve of me associating with your lordship. Nonsense. I'm harmless. Well, mostly. Who's in charge here? Uh, you, sir. Hmm. But wouldn't you prefer to take her ladyship? Ah, well, if she was here, I would. But she's out, you see, and... You're the next best thing. The next best thing? Don't worry. All you have to do is ask questions. You want me to ask questions, my lord? Exactly. But please call me doctor. Try not to scream, trip over, or wander off, and we should get on admirably. Oh. oh. And one more thing. You're not to mention this to her ladyship under any circumstances. Why's that? Oh, you know what girls are like. If she found out I was off having adventures with someone else... She'd only be jealous. So you're something of an authority on the uncertainty principle, then? Oh, yes. You get me started on uncertainty, and I'll keep going for hours. Tell you what, back at the homestead, I have a few papers on the latest theories by Boer and Heisenberg, if you'd be interested in giving them a quick once-over. Hmm. The Doctor did say I should see more of this planet. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I have a telephone call to make. Of course. You telephone away. Sir? Great heavens! Grenville! I didn't see you there. One endeavours to be discreet. Engagement going well, sir? I say, what was all that stuff you were feeding me? Sounded all like a load of dashed Greek. I took the liberty of familiarising myself with the essentials of quantum mechanics, sir. Lucky for me that you did. If she suspected that I was not a scientific whiz, but was in fact a first-class chump, then I... You might forfeit her affection, sir. Indeed. Oh, but what a whipping thing she is. Young, pretty, and with brains enough for two. She must eat a lot of raw fish. Indeed, sir. Grenville, do you think I should pop the question now, or wait until after pudding? If I could suggest, sir... It might be wiser to postpone the proposal until we have reconvened to Bassett Hall. Wait until Auntie's given her the thumbs up, you mean? Indeed, sir. There is also the small matter of you misinforming her with regard to your intellectual aptitude. It might be better if Miss Romana were to be appraised as to the extent of your family's property before she learned of the deception. Of course. She might not mind being manacled to a chap who is mentally negligible once she's seen the size of his country estate. 
I have observed it is often to be the case with young ladies, sir. <sighs> we live in cynical times, Grenville. Reginald, who's this with you? Ah, Miss Urbana. May I introduce my valet, Mr. Grenville? Delighted to make your acquaintance, my lady. May I inquire as to whether your telephone call was successful? No, the doctor didn't answer. He must still be working on that machine of his. Still, it doesn't matter. I was just going to let him know that I was heading down to... Where was it again? Bassadon Hamble. Assuming, of course, that your offer is still open. Oh, rather. Absolutely. I should say so. Oh, and I can't wait for you to meet Auntie. Your aunt? Yes. She's going to think you're absolutely perfect. I haven't been out in the countryside for yonks. All these fields and sheep. So where are we going again? I've detected an extraterrestrial energy signal emanating from somewhere in the Hampshire area. But I have yet to pinpoint its exact position. Oh, right. But what's an extraterrestrial? A being not of this planet. Oh, right. What's an energy signal? The radiation emitted by a power source. I detected it with this device. Oh, right. So why are we slowing down? I need to take another reading, so I can triangulate the coordinates, and I can't do that while I'm driving. Oh, right. Now, let's see. About half a mile to the south, that puts the energy source... Pass me the map, could you? Here. Yeah. Somewhere just outside of it is called Bassett on Hamble. The grounds of Bassett Hall. Bassett. Blimey! Someone's in a bit of a hurry, aren't they? Shouldn't we stop? That car we just passed, it might have broken down. I'm afraid the time is of the essence, my lady. Lady Bassett was most emphatic when I telephoned her that we should arrive at the earliest possible juncture. And besides, if they have broken down, they only have half a mile to walk to the village garage. Do you see who it was? No, we were travelling too fast. So Lady Bassett is your aunt? One of the collection. I have more aunts than I know what to do with. Just when I think I have the set, another one pops out of the woodwork when least expected. They're like mice. But this aunt brought you up. The latest in a long line. Tall aunts, short aunts, stout aunts, thin aunts. I've an aunt for every occasion. If you laid them out end to end, they would reach halfway down Piccadilly. Not that I'd recommend doing that, though. Danger to traffic. Remind me again why we had to walk the rest of the way? Two reasons. One, this little gadget indicated that the energy source was on the other side of this woodland. And two? And two, when paying an unexpected visit on becalmed extraterrestrials, I find it's best not to draw attention to oneself. If they're peaceful, then I don't want to scare them off. But what if they're not peaceful? Then all the more reason not to draw attention to ourselves. Stop! Where do you think you're going? <clears throat> do you think I spoke too soon, Mabel? Mr. Reginald, Miss Romana, if you would care to wait here in the vestibule, I will attend upon her ladyship and inquire as to whether she is ready to receive you. Very good, Gwenville. You go and do that. Well, while we're waiting, you can let me see all those papers on quantum theory. Ah, it's funny you should mention that. You see, and you'll laugh when you hear this, 
I may have given you slightly the wrong impression. The wrong impression? You see, when it comes down to it, I'm not exactly blessed in the brains department. I tend to leave most of the actual thinking to Grenville. But at the restaurant, we were discussing the latest theories. Ah, yes. Grenville has this trick, you see, whereby I can hear his voice inside my head, telling me what to do and so forth. You can hear his voice inside your head? How? Not sure, exactly. Never really given it much thought. I think I know. Romana, that's a bit forward. Yes, an electronic implant in your temporal lobe, just behind your ear. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it might be a mole. So, it seems Miss Romana is versed in technology unknown to this civilization. Most intriguing. Don't you realize this is private property? Ah, hello. I'm the doctor, and this is my maid, Mabel. Good evening, sir. And you are, no, shh, let me guess, a friendly local out for a spot of evening air. I work for Miss Bassett as her gamekeeper. And you are trespassing on her ladyship's land. Really? I don't remember seeing a keep outside. Do you remember seeing one, Mabel? Uh, no. Um... There, you see? We were just heading in to see her ladyship when we took a wrong turning and got lost. Her ladyship is not at home to unsolicited callers. No? Oh. Are you sure? She has given specific instructions. Anyone found attempting to enter the grounds is to be shot. Ah. So, either walk back the way you came, Very unfortunate accident. Reginald, why have you brought me here? Really? It's Auntie. She's always badgering me to find a decent sort of girl with brains in great abundance to take as my wife. Your wife? Yes. Not going to be a problem, is it? You and me getting spliced? There might be a slight problem, yes. Her ladyship requests you both join her upstairs without delay. Well, you can tell her ladyship I have no intention I'm of I'm afraid her ladyship was most emphatic. If you will not attend upon her willingly, then I will be obliged to take you to her by force. You're an android. That explains a lot. Indeed, my lady. I have the privilege of being a fully automated factotum. Now, if you would please come with me. Maybe some other time. Come back! Don't shoot! Romana, come back! I think you might be the one. Calling Gamekeeper Diggory. A human female has absconded from the hall. She is to be apprehended and delivered to her ladyship at once. As you request, Mr. Grenville, sir. What was that all about? One minute he's pointing a gun at us, the next he just turns and wanders off. Yes. I'm not sure whether to be pleased or insulted. Insulted? He might at least have killed us before losing all interest. Come on. We're not going after him. Of course. If there's something here that they're prepared to kill to keep secret, I'd rather like to know what it is. That's quite far oh. enough, my lady. Grenville, but... No. My name is Diggory, my lady. Her ladyship's gamekeeper. Ah, oh, another robot. Indeed, my lady. Now. Return to the house. 
or you'll shoot me in cold blood. I am also equipped with weaponry which can render you unconscious, should you resist. It's all right. That won't be necessary. Aha! Uh -huh. What is it? The energy signal. It's emanating from that building over there. What, the ruin? That's no ruin. That's a folly. A ruin which has been deliberately designed to look picturesque. But it looks ancient. Well, that's rather the point. And besides, I'm not sure one can always judge by appearances. Oh, my goodness. Of course. An alien spaceship. What else did I expect? In you go, my lady. Humana, thank goodness Diggory found you. Dashing off like that. I was beginning to worry I might have done something to cause offence. Besides luring me here under false pretenses? Yes, apart from that. Am I forgiven, queen of my heart? It's a little difficult to forgive someone who sends their pet robots out to catch me. Pet robots? Sorry, don't follow. Grenville and Diggory. You are aware they're not human. Not human? <laughs> well, I'll admit, Grenville does possess a certain chilly stiffness. But you can't hold that against him. You saw his body open. Oh, of course, the implant again. I see you're not the one who controls him, are you? Ah, no. The domestic staff take their instructions direct from Auntie. To be honest, I think sometimes Gwenville is in charge of me. Mr. Regiment. Blimey! Where did you spring from, Gwenville? You really must stop doing that. It's like you glide along on wheels. Her ladyship is ready to see you now. So, this is a ship from space. Yes, you're taking this awfully well. I've worked for the aristocracy all my life, Your Lordship. This isn't the strangest thing I've seen by a long way. I don't recognise the design, though. The drive systems appear to be damaged. I'm guessing it must have crashed. It doesn't look all that damaged to me. Hello. The fission drive is still operational. No wonder I could detect it in London. Someone is using this ship to generate vast amounts of power. Someone? Well, yes, someone. Or something. So, the intruders have discovered my little secret. It is of no importance. Activating anti-intruder system. What's that? The burglar alarm. What? Someone's noticed we're here and activated the ship's defences. Defences? What defences? Ah! Oh! Oh, my head! Uh, what's happening? A sonic disintegration field, a compressed wave of sound strong enough to turn our brains to custard. Oh! Oh, it hurts! Oh, concentrate, Mabel. Just like my head's on fire! Concentrate, Mabel. You must resist it. A few more seconds and we'll both be dead. Oh. Which is no more than you deserve for sticking your noses into business that doesn't concern you. My lady, your nephew Reginald and Miss Romana are here. Show them in. So, Reginald, this is the girl of which you speak so highly. Indeed. She's as sharp as mustard and is simply one of the most beautiful creatures in existence. Bring her forward, Diggory, so that I might see her. Very good, my lady. 
What are you? What do you want me for? You shall find out soon enough, my dear. I see you are not human. You are a time lord. How do you know that? A simple metabolic scan. Yes, she has centuries of life left in her. <laughs> well done, Reginald. This girl is most suitable. Grenville, begin the procedure. Very good, my lady. But what are you doing? Please, whatever you are, there's simply no need no, to... I'm afraid the matter is not up for discussion, my dear. <laughs> Your body shall be mine! <laughs> This girl is most suitable. Grenville, begin the procedure. Very good, my lady. But what are you doing? Please, whatever you are, there's simply no need no, to... I'm afraid the matter is not up for discussion, my dear. <laughs> Your body shall be mine! <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, Doctor, I can't... Oh. I can't hold on anymore! Just, just a few more seconds... What did you do? Well, oh, well, to put it in theological terms, I pulled the plug. Oh. So that's why all the lights have gone out? Yes, and not just here, Mabel. The owner of this spaceship is going to find out they've just been cut off in their prime. No! Please! Stop! Auntie, <sighs> what are you doing to my fiancé? It must be done, Ronald. For goodness sake, try not to be a complete invertebrate. <laughs> what is the meaning of this? It would appear that the power supply from your spaceship has been interrupted, my lady. <laughs> Without that power, I, I cannot survive. Already I can feel this frame deteriorating. Oh, Reginald, what happened? Not 100% sure, to tell the truth. How are you faring, light of my life? I'd feel better if you didn't call me that. Oh, oh. oh my sainted aunt. She's deflating like an overcooked souffle. Accelerated cellular collapse. Come on, this is our chance. Whitey ho. Our chance to what? Run! We'll do uh, uh, After them, Grenville. They must not be allowed to escape. Very good, my lady. Will you be requiring Mr. Diggory to assist me? No. Diggory, go to my ship. Destroy the intruders and restore my power supply. Very good, my lady. I shall attend to it with the most urgency. Then don't dilly dally, man! Go! Uh, 
Lucy. Miss Romana, where are we going? To the spaceship that Grenville mentioned. A spaceship? Like the one those Martian chaps had in that book about the Martian chaps landing in Woking? Oh, it must be somewhere nearby. You wouldn't happen to know where, would you? Ah, well, now you come to mention it, no. I say, look, Grenville! Yes, he's searching for us. Come on. Mr. Reginald? Miss Romana? I regret to inform you, it really is most futile to attempt to escape. Doctor? Hmm? I've just had a thought. If the person or the thing that owns this spaceship has had their power cut off, aren't they going to come and try and switch it back on again? Yes, very likely, I should think. Why? I was just wondering whether it might not be a good idea to leave before they do. Oh, yes. Good point. I'm afraid <gasps> it may be a little late for that, sir. You may be interested to learn that I have been instructed to kill you. So, if you would both be so kind as to keep still, I will do my best to make the process as swift as possible. Oh, my Lord! His insides are all metal! An android, of course. Mabel, when I give the word, I want you to R-U-N. Right. What's the word going to be? Run! Halt, or I will fire. Oh, very well, if you insist. It is of no importance. The girl will be located and eliminated in due course. But first, I shall attend to you, Doctor. Mr. Reginald, Miss Romana, by endeavouring to evade capture, you are merely postponing the inevitable. Does that oleaginous retainer never give up? I doubt it. We're going to have to find some way to lose him. Such as, my beloved? I don't know, but please, Reginald, I am not your beloved. But, Wilmana, you are the girl to whom I have set my cap. I'm sorry? The girl to whom I wish to plight my troth. Listen, I realise this might be difficult for you to follow, so I'll try to make it as simple as I can. There are absolutely no circumstances under which I would ever consent to marry you. Oh. Know how to let a fella down gently, don't you? Well, I just thought it needed to be made clear, that's all. I recommend you find someone more appropriate. Appropriate? A girl of similar intellect to yourself. A girl who shares your interests. At the very least, a girl of the same species. The same species? You mean you're not? No. I say, I've never met a girl of a different species before. Wait until I tell all the chaps back at the drones. Ah, there you are, Mr. Reginald, Miss Romana. He spotted us. I suspected I might find you lurking behind the gazebo. Reginald, we'll have to split up. I thought we just did. The wound is still raw. I mean, I'll try and draw him off while you head for the Rose Garden. Rose Garden, make a beeline, got it. Oh dear, this really is most tiresome. Miss Romana, there is nothing to be gained by protracting your distress in this manner. To quote the great bard, if it were done, when tis done, then twere well it were done quickly. I'd be careful firing that laser weapon of yours in here. You wouldn't want to accidentally hit the fission drive. There is little likelihood of that happening, sir. I think you'll 
find my aim sufficiently accurate at close range. Oh, well, <laughs> you robots are nothing if not efficient. Precisely, Doctor, as you will soon appreciate. Oh, yes, I, I do, I do. <laughs> but there's something you might appreciate. You see, you're not the only one who's more effective at close range. What, 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 what are you doing? What is happening, Ling Ling? What's the matter? You sound like you've got a screw loose. In fact, you sound like you've got several. Autonomic system malfunction. If you'll excuse me, sir. I wish to perform an emergency shutdown. They do say the screwdriver is mightier than the sword now. Let's see what makes you tick. Crystalline microcircuitry, powered by a neutron cell cell. If I just set the cell to overload, after a brief delay... There. Now, I think it's time I had a word with your owner. Ow! Ow! Idiot went and planted a rose bush here. Ah, that would be me, I'm afraid. Who's that? Reginald Cumley Bassett. With whom do I have the pleasure of exchanging pleasantries in the moonlight? Uh, Mabel, sir. Mabel Dobbs. Oh, here, let me help you up. Least I can do after my rose bush so unforgivably waylaid you. Uh, your rose bush. This is your place. Well, it's my country seat. Bassett Hall, you see. The current owner is my aunt, though she's come over a trifle odd of late. Odd? Not quite herself. Homicidal tendencies above and beyond the norm, even by aunt's standards. <laughs> so what are you doing out here? Skulking in the undergrowth? Here? Oh, she set my valet on me, you see. Salt of the earth, usually. But of late, he's developed something of a murderous streak. Makes one despair for the feudal spirit. So you're out here on your own? Well, I was here with a girl that I had hoped to marry. Oh. But she gave me my marching orders and scooted off like she had a hellhound at her heels. Oh, how awful for you. What? Oh, you know, bit of a blow and all that. But now I come to think about it, she was all wrong for me anyhow. Wrong? How so? She was a brainy cove, you see, the type that's always pecking away at an improving book, whereas I'm an absolute goof. Given sufficient crosswind, my skull has been known to emit a high-pitched whistling sound. No girl in her right mind would ever give me the time of day. Oh, no, sir. I wouldn't say that. Aha, Bassett Hall, late 18th century, if I'm not much mistaken. And if I am not much mistaken, you must be the doctor, sir. Sorry, but didn't I just deactivate you? That would be my identical associate, Dickory, sir. My name is Grenville. Oh, you androids all look the same to me. How many more of you are there? Just the two of us, sir. Before I reduce you to a pile of cinders, sir, might I inquire as to your reason for visiting the hall? Ah, well, I'm afraid if you're going to reduce me to cinders, I'm not going to tell you. As you wish, sir. Oh, and I wouldn't attempt to use the sonic device on me if I were you, sir. I will have eliminated you long before you're within range. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Aunt, calling Diggory. 
Answer, you bedeviled menial. Answer. Aunt calling Grenville. Yes, milady. Have you recaptured the girl yet? I regret to say she has so far managed to elude me. I am, however, in close pursuit of the doctor. The doctor can wait. The shriveled carcass of mine grows feebler by the minute. I do not have long left. But the matter of your ladyship's protection... I am quite capable of looking after myself. Grenville, leave the man. It's the girl I want. Very good, my lady. Fortunately, I have just spotted Miss Romana on the far side of the ornamental duck pond. Spaceship must be around here somewhere. Under the duck pond? No, that would be ridiculous. Ah, Miss Romana. Oh, no, not you again. Alas, so, my lady. Now, if you would care to accompany me, Lady Bassett is most eager to renew your acquaintance. It's such a beautiful night. All them stars. You don't see them in London? No. I suppose not. They all have names, you know. What? The stars. They all have names. Oh. So what are they called? No idea. I think that one over there has something to do with a horse. Or possibly a goat. Tell me, Mabel, when all this is over, would you consider staying here with me? As you made? I should warn you, I'm a terrible cook. I can't even make kippers without burning them. Really? Because that's just how I happen to like my kippers. Nicely blackened round the edges. Mabel! Doctor! I was wondering where you got to. Who's your friend? Reginald Cumberly Bassett. Reggie, for short. Ah. Any relation of Miss Bassett, the owner of Bassett Hall? I mean not. But if you're planning on popping in for a convivial, I should warn you, she's not quite herself. No? Who is she, then? She started acting dash peculiar ordering the staff to capture yours truly and doing unspeakable things to young girls. What sort of unspeakable things? Things so dreadfully unspeakable, I would not wish to speak of them in the presence of a lady. What lady? Oh, oh, you mean Mabel. <clears throat> yes, you have a point. Mabel, it's not safe for a young lady at Bassett Hall. Yeah, I had kind of gathered that, sir. You have to get away. Run to the nearest village as fast as you can. But, Doctor... There was this other girl, the one I brought to meet Auntie. The lady... I don't care what her name is. What happened to her? She dashed off with Grenville, the butler, in hot pursuit. If he captures her, he'll deliver her to Auntie. Then we'll just have to get your aunt first, won't we? I suppose so. Mabel, I'm afraid it's time to say au revoir. Au revoir? Sometimes a comely Bassett has to do what a comely Bassett has to do. Noblesse the oblige and all that. Goodbye. Goodbye, my brave soldier. What a girl, eh? Isn't she simply marvellous? Do you know, I think she might be the one. Uh, well, I wouldn't know about that. And besides, this is hardly the time. Reginald, take me to your auntie. This way, my lady. Oh, no need to push. Ah! Oh, Mabel, well done. What are you doing here? I, uh, 
I came here with a gentleman friend, my lady. Gentleman friend? What gentleman friend? I'm not so sure I should tell you. Oh, I see. So, where is your friend now? He said he was going to the hall with Reggie. Oh, so you've met Reginald. I was wondering where he'd got to. I'm sorry, are you and he... Absolutely not. That was all just a misunderstanding. Only, well, he's simply adorable, isn't he? If you say so. But if they're going to Bassett Hall, they're walking into great danger. Well, then we should go after them. No, I want to find the source of the aunt's power. The source? Yes. She must have a concealed spaceship somewhere nearby. Like the one under the folly, you mean? You know where it is? Yes. I was there earlier with my uh, gentleman friend. Show me before Grendel climbs out of the duck pond. I say, this is quite a house you have here. Yes. Apparently, it's been in the family for generations. Really? How fascinating. Tell me about your family, Reggie. My family? Well, my parents were killed shortly after I was born. A freak yachting accident on the French Riviera. Oh, sorry to hear that. Mm. And then, ever since, I've been brought up by my aunts, until I was old enough to be sent away to boarding school, where I remained until I qualified for long trousers. Interesting. Your aunts, hmm. Were they all like Lady Bassett? Well, aunts are all cut from the same cloth, aren't they? And no sooner had I got used to one of them being around, than she'd up sticks and I'd be thrust onto the next one. Do you see these other aunts now? No. Never seen or heard of them since. Odd thing, now you come to mention it. I wonder if they're all right. Reggie, I don't think you were brought up by a succession of aunts. I think you were brought up by the same aunt in a succession of bodies. What? But surely I'd have noticed. Not if she was modifying your memories. I notice you have an implant in your temporal lobe. Yes. You're not the first to have mentioned it. It is, as you say, a thingamy. In my thingamy. So, where does your aunt reside? Upstairs. She never leaves her boudoir. Then I think it's time we paid her a visit. Right you are, Doctor. Right you are. The creature's spaceship. Careful, my lady. When I was here before, this alarm went off. It's all right. The main drive appears to have been disengaged. <gasps> what is it? It's the gamekeeper, Mr. Diggory. Another android. It's quite safe. It's deactivated. Now, let's see. A defense system based on a sonic disintegration field. I strongly advise you step away from the controls, my lady. Grendel. Whilst I appreciate that any appeals to your better judgment may fall on deaf ears, may I suggest that your ladyship consider the welfare of young Miss Mabel here. Miss Mabel? How can I put it? Either you agree to come with me now, or I shall have no option but to kill her. Well done, Grenville, well done. But before you bring me the girl, reconnect the power supply. It will be a pleasure, my lady. What is the meaning of this? How dare you enter my boudoir unannounced? Auntie, oh my gosh. What's happened to you? Don't gulp, boy. Makes you look like a startled halibut. But you're... you're so old. I'm getting older all the time.
The errant doctor. Yes. I was wondering how long it would take until you turned up. Well, I hate to keep a lady waiting, but you know how it is. Things to do, robot gamekeepers to deactivate, power supplies to cut off. I rely upon the output of that ship to maintain my well-being. Until it is restored, you have me entirely at your mercy, doctor. Do I? Well, in that case, you have some explaining to do, dear. If you would be so kind as to move out of the way, Miss Romana. Just don't hurt Mabel. So long as you cooperate, there will be no need. Thank you. Reconnecting power supply. What's he doing? Restoring power to the creature posing as Reginald's aunt. Tell me, before you were Aunt Florence, what were you? I am Zenobia Brabazon, the last of the Valjacks. Valdrags? You've heard of us? No. There is no reason why you should, Doctor. We are, or were, a race that was content to live in meditative seclusion. Then why are you here? Our world was ravaged by a space-borne virus. Within a few years, we were all but extinct. I had no desire to die with the rest of my people. And so you came down to Earth? Of course not. My spaceship crashed here quite by accident. I would not have selected this world had I been given the choice. And so you took on human form in order to prolong your life? I did. But I found that it accelerated the aging process. So I would need a constant source of new bodies. Uh, I hate to interrupt the fascinating discussion, but where do I fit into all this? I quickly realized I would need a human being to help procure new victims. I would need bait. Bait? You mean you wanted to hook girls in with me as the worm? And you have proved most effective, Reginald, dear. You have procured me over a dozen forms. No, I won't believe it. No! It won't work, you know. What, Doctor? You're trying to hold back the second law of thermodynamics. The more you try to put things together, the more they fall apart. And very soon, there'll be nothing left of you. Is it not the right of every being to survive? Not at the expense of innocent lives, no. I must endure. I must go on. I am the last of my kind. I'm sorry, but nothing lasts forever. No, Doctor. This is not the end. Grenville has kindly re-engaged my power supply. What? Sadly, it is not possible for me to occupy you. The bodies have to be similar to my original female template. But Grenville is bringing me a new victim. And in the meantime, I shall take great delight in killing you. Oh! 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 There. And to avoid any further sabotage, I have locked the controls so that they will only respond to my touch. How very thorough. And now, if you will be so kind... No, 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 not this again! The intruder system. Interesting. It must have been left engaged. So when the power was returned, it was reactivated. Miss Romana, you must vacate this place at once. No, I'm staying right where but I am. you must. Or, or, wait, what is happening? I thought you might try and switch the power back on, so I adjusted the settings of the ship's intruder system. What? Now the sonic disruption field operates.
operates at a resonant frequency which affects microcircuitry but has no effect on organic matter. My head. It is burning. Cannot move. Help me. Oh, can't we do anything, my lady? Not without switching off the power. And Grenville has made sure that we can't do that. Help me. This is a most disagreeable situation. <laughs> He was never alive to begin with. Now, let's see. Reginald's aunt is drawing energy from the ship in immense quantities. What, what does that mean? I imagine it means she's using her powers on some unfortunate victim. What? But... but Reggie's with her! Auntie, please, you must stop this. The poor fellow will die. That is rather the point, you abysmal goof. No! I won't let you do this, for the sake of all those girls. If you wish to die too, then so be it, Rattler. It is a pity, though, who is always becoming quite fond of you. No, Auntie, no! There must be something we can do. We can't. The controls are locked. Unless... Grenville. Grenville? What are you doing? Just as I thought. He's powered by a neutron cell. A, a what? Give me a moment and I should be able to set it to overload. Oh, I won't pretend to have a clue what you're doing. There. In slightly under a minute, Grenville will explode, destroying the spaceship and everything in it. Well then, hadn't we better get out of here? I think that's fairly obvious, isn't it? Come on. How long can you endure this agony, Doctor? Surely it would be simpler for you to give up. You'll be surprised. You shouldn't have much longer to wait. Much longer? Much longer until what? Oh, you'll find out any second now. Come on. Sorry, miss. My legs aren't used to this sort of thing. Quick. Down inside this ha-ha. That's it. Are you sure? seems to be No No I say doctor what's happening to her her life support has been cut off permanently permanently I may have tampered with his workings causing him to explode Oh, well, I suppose we can always get a new gamekeeper. Auntie! <laughs> Great heavens, she's crumbling away like a, like a water biscuit. You're free of her at last, Reggie. Yes. I will miss the old flesh and blood, though. She was all I had in the world. You'll be fine. Find a nice girl to settle down with. That's my suggestion. That girl, Mabel. You think she'll be willing to have me after all this? I think you'd be surprised. Well, goodbye, Reggie. You're not going so soon. I have to get back to London before her ladyship misses me. Her ladyship? Yes, she's probably sitting wondering where I've got to. Don't worry, my car's parked just down the road. In that case, thank you, Doctor. And, well, tinkety-tonk. Tinkety-tonk, Reggie. It's gone. The whole 
Really? And the spaceship with it. Blimey. You don't do things by halves, do you, miss? So what about Reggie's aunt? Mabel! Miss Wilmana! Reggie! You're alive! Certainly am. Though it was a dashed close thing at one point. And your aunt? What about her? Gone. Nothing left but a mound of dust on the carpet. I'm so sorry, Reginald. Oh. So? Now you're Lord Bassett. Golly, so I am. Hadn't really given it much thought, but with all the hullabaloo and whatnot. I say! Well, good luck. I'll leave you to, um, tidy things up. What? Everyone seems to be leaving. I'm afraid I have to return to London before his lordship realises I've been missing. Goodbye, Reginald. Will your ladyship be wanting me to return with you? That's entirely up to you. And, Reginald, which way to the station? Just down the road, on the left. Can't miss it. Total pip. I'm sorry? It's an old earth saying. It means goodbye. Toodle pip, Reginald. So, I suppose this is toodle pip for us, too. What? Well, I'm a kitchen maid and you're Lord Bassett of Bassett Hall. Yes. I suppose you're white. Yes. I mean, what would people say? Exactly. Imagine the boo-ha-ha. Yes. So I suppose that gives us no alternative. Nope. We'll just have to let them talk, won't we? What? Reggie? You mean... I certainly do. Light of my life! You mean you love me? From the very first moment I clapped eyes upon you, wedge and all, I thought, this is the girl for you and no mistake. Oh, Reggie! Come, my dear. We can discuss the wedding arrangements over breakfast. Oh, and on an unrelated note, you wouldn't happen to know where that large smoking crater in the ground came from. No extraterrestrial activity detected. Aha, it works perfectly. Romana! Doctor, are you still working on this machine? We're just making a few final adjustments. Where have you been? Well, it's funny you should ask. I've just defeated an alien menace. Have you? Yes, single-handedly. Well, that's a bit of a coincidence, because while you were off sightseeing, I also saw off an alien threat. Really? Oh, yes, single-handedly. You'll forgive me if I find that a little hard to believe. Well, you should have been there. It was terribly dangerous. Been where? Bassett Hall. Bassett Hall? Yes. But that's where I've just been. Really? Bassett Hall? Yes! You don't mean to say you were there too. Yes, of course. I faced an alien Valjax that had you possessed faced the body an of a alien woman. Valjax. There's no I think way you'll find you could have I been was there. the one who faced the alien Valjax. I feel sure I would and have noticed. And even there, if you were, you weren't the one who defeated it. Who was it who was set the, the robot set the gamekeeper robot to explode? explode. Huh? Tell me that. I'll get the butler to make us a cup of tea. I think we have a spot of explaining to do. <laughs>
Sons of Life. <gasps> What's the matter? I, I, I... You heard that voice again, didn't you? Yes, and you didn't. No, it seems as if whoever these creatures are, they want to speak to you, specifically. I am recording this message aboard the conglomerate space platform Fortune in the Proxima 4 system, and this experiment will be our brand's defining moment. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Sands of Life. Let the experiment begin. Coming straight at us. Global One Alert now. Well, we've no idea what it is, but it's right in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Their eyes. Danger, mistress. Something is making contact with the mistress. Does that sound friendly to you? Stay away! Stay away! Sands of life. Sands of life. Sands of life. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Hello? Yes? Your breakfast, Your Lordship. Breakfast? Ah, yes. Put it on the table over there, would you? No. On second thoughts, I'm not hungry anymore. Tom Baker at Big Finish. Could you take it away again? As you wish, my lord. I love all the scripts I do because I, have, I can't do them if I don't love them. And so I work myself into a state of affection. And it is very, very funny and uh, showing the marvellous versatility of, of, of the Who formula. You know, we can sort of stick it onto any, 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 kind, of, any kind of literary device or literary style. And the lovely light-heartedness of, um, of, of P.G. Woodhouse characters, which are realised so well in this one, coupled with the real menace and a really great villain <coughs> played by Julia McKenzie, for whom we should be very grateful. It's great to have such a great star. Just shows the versatility of it all. We can go anywhere we want. So, the intruders have discovered my little secret. It is of no importance. My name is Julia McKenzie, and I'm playing the aunt. I see you are not human. You are a time lord. How do you know that? Well, it's such a change from Miss Martha, isn't it? Um, uh, no, it's lovely, uh, because you can really go over the top, and uh, it's huge fun to do. Your body shall be mine! <laughs> I thought it was extremely well written. It's terribly amusing, and uh, very tongue-in-cheek, and uh, I love that sort of stuff. And you get to play two versions of the same character, don't you? Yes, one a bit younger than the other, I think. Um, I think um, a bit of um, Lady Bracknell came out in the in the second character, yes. I hope not in the first. We must have fresh blood in order to continue the family line. Now get yourself to London, find a suitable girl and bring her back to Bassett Hall. But, but aren't you? I, buts, Reggie. Robert Portal playing Reggie. I'm Alan Cox and I'm playing Grenville and Diggory. Grenville will assist you, won't you, Grenville? I should be delighted, my lady. 
lovely script. It's um, sort of unusual Doctor Who as it goes back to the 1930s and you have a sort of what looks like a sort of Agatha Christie cast of characters and so that was lovely. Um, and to have Tom Baker in it and Mary Term, who I remember from way back when on the telly, um, it's lovely to have those two in this unusual period setting. It's, it's fabulous. I'm a sucker for all things sciency. The more advanced, the better, as far as I'm concerned. And it's not every day a chap comes across a pretty girl who's interested in quantum theory. Quantum theory. I love the the, the evocation of a sort of the, the P.G. Woodhouse type sort of feel and then the, the, the turning on its head. And there's almost something satirical about um, portraying uh, uh, very, very English aristocrats as in fact being aliens that, um, uh, that particularly tickles my funny bone. Um, and again, the, uh, the idea that um, household staff are in fact somehow robots um, is another little satirical sideswipe that, that pleases me. I have an aunt for every occasion. If you lay them out end to end, they would reach halfway down Piccadilly. Not that I'd recommend doing that, though. Danger to traffic. I know Johnny was in, inspired by Woodhouse. Is, is, is that something you've... Learned? Absolutely, I did. Um, of course, you know, the Drones Club and, and Bertie Worcester and Chiefs. And also, there's a lovely character called Lord Emsworth uh, in, the, in the Blandings books. And, and it's, all, it's all in there. Lovely mishmash of that and Agatha Christie. And he got a winner. I'd have you know this is one of the three great periods in Earth history. Hello, I'm Jonathan Morris, the writer of The Antimatter. The Roaring Twenties, a time of Gershwin, F. Scott Fitzgerald, of Hemingway. Ha, a time of flappers and men in spats of diamonds as big as the Ritz. Why P.G. Woodhouse? Uh, well, the brief for the story was it's the Doctor and Mara in the 1920s. And in the, the sort of then the Roaring Twenties suggested to me that sort of, um, the P.G. Woodhouse sort of that idyllic summer of, um, of that sort of post-war freedom and jubilation before you get to the depression, the twenties, basically, and I'd there was a, just a challenge because the P.G. Woodhouse stories are all very much of a certain style, which are very romantic and frothy and drawing room comedies, and I think P.G. Woodhouse said they're musical comedies without the songs, and to see if I could twist that in some way to make it fit the Doctor Who format, because they're very different things. And it was sort of a challenge to see if I could do that. Now then, where was I? One of the last things I ever watched on television, since I never watch television now, was the great um, the great series that Lor Fry and Laurie did, which was so wonderful. I thought that um, I thought that Hugh Laurie was fantastic as, as Bertie, and uh, and so, and Stephen simply amazing as Jeeves. Because that's another cloud cuckoo land, isn't it? When you work, go into the that area, which is absolutely seething with snobberies and everything like that, but the lightness of touch and the characters that are so silly and the aunts are so wonderful. And it's a world, of course, a heaven, an absolute heaven that no longer exists. And it's our, when you read Woodhouse or listen to him, like in all good literature, you go back in time. It's, that's interesting, you see, so while we can't dematerialize, we can go back in time with music and literature and art. And on the bottom of page eight, when I say, breakfast, ah yes, can I say, put it on the table, Mabel? Writing it, obviously, it's written for Tom's voice, and so 
it's written in the sense of going um, thinking of things that his doc his doctor used to do on television in the 70s which were funny and going oh it would be really cool if he made a joke like that again but on top of that um, Tom comes in and goes through it goes through all his scenes making little notes of not necessarily jokes but just different ways he can read lines and he knows the better doctor better than anyone so it's just very very I'm very easy with it. I'd, I'd, I'd probably get a bit precious if it was someone trying to change the plot at this stage, because <laughs> that would be quite stressful. But if it anything which makes it sing better, anything which makes it sound more like his daughter, I'm absolutely delighted mm. and happy to take all the credit for. <laughs> we were just uh, uh, passing the time here. Do you think it's funny when I say an android? Of course, Mabel. When I give the word, I want you to R U N. Right. What's the word? This word, run. <laughs> I think it's funny. Well, they, you know, probably cut it, but I'm used to. It. I'm used to rejection. <laughs>
by the time we came to record, um, Miri was ill, but nothing would have kept her away. Um, and I think everybody who's enjoying these stories really owes a big debt of gratitude to Mary, who, who really drove the recordings through. Never complained, was always such fun, lots of laughter during the recordings always, and uh, very sadly passed away in July, six months ahead of the release of the first one. When, right out of the blue, I heard, you know, my wife came down from her computer and said, Tom Mary Tam has died. I couldn't believe it. And it hit me particularly hard because, you know, here am I now, an old man, and these people, a whole generation younger than me, some more than that, and this last year or so, you know, it's been one thudding blow after another of, of these, uh, especially the girls that I've known, uh, first of all Elizabeth and, and now Mary Tam. It's a, it's a terrible thought. Caroline, David Maloney, I suppose it's terrible, yes. It has come back into my life and now it feels as though it's never really been away, so I guess there's no escaping Doctor Who once you've been in it, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing now, is it? Let's face it. We hear about it all the time and we know that it comes to everybody. Nothing is more ordinary than people being b born and the universal lot of everybody is to die. But we can't imagine dying, can we? We can't imagine, not I sometimes imagine, making a witty speech before I die if there was a close-up camera there and a good audience. Um, but we can't imagine not being, can we? And that's the amazing thing, the first blow of someone's death, you think, what? No more Elizabeth, no more Mary Tam, no more Caroline. And it's hard to take, it's very hard to take. But there you are, and we are consoled, all of us, were consoled by one thing, that we knew her, you know, other people say, what was she like? And people who liked what her, she did and what they said, what was she like? And of course, I'm ahead of them because I knew her well, you know, I knew what it was to work with her and to lark about with her and, you know, and to embrace her at the end of a working day or whatever it was. Um, and so we are consoled by that, that when we see her picture or see her in an old telly or something, that we knew her, I knew her, I knew her very well and her husband. Lou, of course, talked beautifully about it because L L Lou knows her daughter, Lauren, and knew Marcus better than I knew him. But I knew Mary Tam. Uh, and that's something. Someone will say, you see that old man over there? He knew Mary Tam. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure to work with her and know her. We exchanged lots of silly emails right up until her death. And uh, I know for everybody, she will be very sorely missed. This is a great, great opportunity to sort of, you know, bring Romana back to the way she was. Very strong and new to it all and a little bit naive, but clever. Very clever. So I like that, yeah. Lovely. We're very happy with that. Good. Nicely. Good. Thank you.